15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by my brother, Kelvin Cox. If you too want to sponsor the podcast, go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. That's patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There's free shows. There's plenty of content on there you can check out. Just go in there and check it out. It all starts at just a dollar. Peace. Support for the Delvin Cox Experience comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You know, when I was in college, I really couldn't use Manscaped. I used to try to take a razor and cut it in the meat bag, and that is not a good idea. Do not try that at all. Not only did it hurt, but, you know, it started, like, chafing and stuff, and it really started getting itchy and stuff. And then when I tried clippers, you know, the clippers after a while kind of get hot, so it didn't give me the experience that I kind of wanted to do with manscaping yourself. I think it's important to have good hygiene needs, especially in that area. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts, and that's very important. Manscaping accidents are a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer for your face that you use it on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS. B-I-G-H-E-A-D-S. BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Always use the right tool for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BIGHEADS. Thank you now. Back to the podcast. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast which each week I'm on a one-man mission to United Coastal University. I'm your host, Delvin Cox. With me this week on the podcast, I have a special guest. Let them know who you are, brother. I am Wolfie Wolferton, president, founder of Wolferton Productions. How you doing, everybody? Doing good, brother. Wolfie Wolferton. That is a tongue twister I've ever heard one. <laughs> I tell you what, it was a it was a name uh, a buddy of mine gave me at work. Uh, he, he called me Wolfie, and then it kind of caught on, and then uh, I was Wolfie Wolferton. So I just stuck with it. Okay, I like that. As always, we start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Wolfie, right. are you ready? I'm down. All right. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listened to in the past year? Doesn't have to be Best new. album or song in the past year. 
We talking all time, or are we talking recent? It could be as long as you listen to it in the past year. Doesn't matter. It could be the Jackson Five. It could be whatever you listen to in the past year that you like. Ah, that was a dope song or album. You know, I've been down with Flavor Flavor Flav lately. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I go through phases. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just get such a kick out of him because he's the best hype man I've ever I've ever seen. But um, I can't do nothing for you, man. That, That's a that good is, song. I love that song. Love that song. Yeah, I think Flavor Flavor is probably one of the best hype men ever. I want to say him and the old dirty bastard. Yeah, yeah. I like that answer. I like that answer. And plus, nobody hasn't said Flavor Flavor yet, so I'll, I'll, I'll allow that one. That's a good one. Nice. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Question number two. Give me your top five favorite TV shows. Top five TV shows in all time, I guess, right? Yeah. Man, that's that's tough. That's tough because, um, you know, lately TV ain't been all that, you know? That's true. So I might have to go old school. Nothing wrong with that. Um, let's see. Top five best TV shows of all time. Um. Man, what was I down with? <laughs> um, of course, I, I like the Big Bang Theory, but I'm not crazy about it. But I like Big Bang. I hate it. Um, I absolutely hate I, it. I, 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 it. My um, future stepdaughter has got me hooked on it. Okay. <laughs> I, at first, I wasn't feeling it at all. Um, but uh, I kind of grew into it. Well, that's cool, then. <laughs> um, that was one. Um, man, that's tough. That's tougher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, the like greatest American time. hero. The greatest American show. hero. Fantastic show. I love that stuff. Um, I was big on, um, and I guess this would count as one, even though it's two different shows. I was big on. The Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman back in the day. Um, I That's don't know why. I, I love them shows, but it, I, I think it was more, there was an um, episode of the Bionic Woman where she had to go against um, like fembots. And I thought that was just the biggest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think about what we liked back then as opposed to now. I know it's crazy because things have changed so much since then. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Let's see. That, that's basically two. That's basically two, right? That's that's three. You gave that's three. Okay. Okay. Big cool. Bionic that makes theory, it easier. Greatest American Hero and uh, Bionic Man slash Bionic Woman TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about. I forgot I said the Greatest American Hero. Um. Um. Batman the animated series. Oh, we're getting in my territory now. That's a fantastic show. That that is one that has got to be the quintessential greatest Batman series ever, including movies. I think yes. they 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 perfected it. By far huh. the best. I agree. I agree. And um that leaves one more. And considering I'm a big animation kind of guy. 
Because that, that that's my jam. Animation. Um, I got to go with the original Johnny Quest from back way back in the day. The original Johnny Quest series. That was a good show. I used to like that show when I was a kid. Yeah, I love I love that show. They they did all the kind of sci-fi sci-fi kind of stuff. They had Bigfoot on there and um I don't know, lizard men, even though they weren't lizards, they, they were in costumes. But anyway. It was like Scooby Doo, but with jacked action. up. Yeah, yeah. It was it was jacked up Scooby Doo. And and you know, speak I know this isn't Scooby Doo, but uh do you remember Speed Buggy? Yes, I do. I love that show um, too. You know, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but um, they they say that Speed Buggy is one of the mystery solving uh, shows from Hanna Barbera. Oh yeah, they never solved any mysteries. They, they never solved any mysteries. They they, they just they, they just drove Speed Buggy and they just got caught up in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that really happened. That's a whole other conversation about. Oh, Hanna-Barbera you better believe it. That could be a whole other show. Yes, it could. Question number three. This is everybody's favorite question. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? The dumbest thing I ever done as a kid. There was one thing, and uh, my family all knows about this. Okay. Um, when I was, I, and I, I was too young to remember it. All I know is the story that was told to me. Uh, I was crazy young. But at that time, I was watching there was a show called the land of the lost that show too and um you had a marshall will and holly uh marshall and his two children marshall and holly i'm sorry will and holly and they had they had to deal with dinosaurs and slee stack and stuff like that and uh for some reason i felt pity on the on the t-rex i felt so bad for the t-rex because he never really got to eat them He, he had nothing to eat because he never got to eat anything. So, um, and like I said, I was very young when this happened. But um, I got like a piece of paper. I found a piece of paper just laying around. God only knows what could have been on it. But I got a piece of paper and I went into the kitchen. I was like, Mom, I'm going to go out to the land of the lost. I'll be back in just a little bit. <clears throat> and so... <laughs> I went out, and you know our our, na- our the neighborhood I was living in at that time. It was on, it was in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, it was a busy there was it was a busy street there, and um, it was kind of like a but the um, area that we were living in it was kind of like a square. You go on a sidewalk, and you never really go anywhere. You ended up back into your house. Somehow I found my way across the street, ended up just totally lost, um, fell in a creek, got all wet, don't know how cold it was, it might have been fall, it might have been winter, it might have been summer, who knows when, but I was probably, I don't know, but uh, I fell in a creek, still as young as I could possibly be, <clears throat> and um, I got brought home by the cops, really the cops brought me home. Lost. Uh-huh. They were worried. My mom and dad were just panicking. And um, as far as I know, I didn't even get into any trouble 
for getting lost and who knows how long I was gone. I have no clue. I, I don't even remember how long. I don't even remember the incident. All I know is the tale. Well, you did tell her you were going to get to the land of the lost, so. Uh, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number four. Is yes, there sir. one person you can collab on your videos with? Who would it be? One person I could collab on the entire planet. You know what? Um, because it is a small world. Because I, I I listen to I listen to your podcast. Yes. And um, I listen to the one with Crystal Stormine. And uh, yes. you two were talking about the lack of creativity. And um. I could probably talk about this all day. I could talk about creativity all day because I've been on the plat on the YouTube platform since almost since its inception. But um, I've done it all, and um, I've created some of the best content. I've created some of the worst content. But I I'll, but I before bed I have I I it's sometimes at one point there was it was hard for me to go to sleep because I was like. You know, I could do this, or I could do this, or I could do this. Of course, I wake up in the next morning, and I'm not going to do that. But um, <clears throat> I would love to team up with uh, Crystal, Crystal Storm. Crystal Storm. Okay. Because uh, she, has, she has so much creativity in her. And uh, so oh, yes. much, I think she's got so much talent. I would love to team up with her. I could probably make that happen. Nice, nice. That, that might not be. That might be something I can actually make facilitate happening. So nice, because we could use some synergy. Yeah. Crystal's good people, definitely, definitely good people. I love her to death. She's awesome. She is great. She's really great. Question number five. Oh boy, this is dreaded one. Everybody fears. They run <laughs> head for the hills from when they hear it. Bring it Zombie on. Zombie apocalypse happens, Walking Dead style. You're going to take five things to survive in the world. Your kids, your pets, your wife, your spouse, whoever you with doesn't count. People don't count. What are okay. the five things you take with you to survive in this world? Okay, and I would have to leave wherever I am to get wherever I'm going, right? Yes, or you can leave to fortify. If your house is good enough, you have to leave to fortify your house. Okay, okay, bet. Okay, or. bet. Okay. Um five things. First of all, I would bring some water. Okay. And I'd probably bring some type of food. Cause and I would try to plan out where I was going so I would know how much food I would need to bring. Because I don't want to get out somewhere and be starving. Okay. Food. I would have to have a gun. Okay, a gun. For protection. That's three things right there. Two more. I would have to have a flashlight and some batteries. Yeah, okay, extra batteries. Flashlight, batteries be one thing. Okay. Okay. Which leaves one thing. Yeah. I would probably. Add, and I don't want to include this as my answer because um, I've watched too many movies. <laughs> but um, 
I thought at one time about this, about this very subject. And I was like, what if I brought a car? If I had to go somewhere, let's say I had a fortified compound or something I could go to, I would have some kind of car set up. But I just don't think that's that would be very logical. It I depends. I, it, I, yeah, I think how, it depends on, on the situation. How Do smart are you? I'm asking this for, not to be a smart ass, I'm asking this for a logical reason. Like, if you're smart enough that where you can figure out a way to make a car that runs on some other sort of thing, such as, like, maybe a gas substitute or something like that. I, people I have done, think like... If you could do something with, um, I want to say hydropower, but, you know, some type of water-based, um, or say, maybe water-based ethanol with, like, corn, you know, yes. grow some corn. And then if I don't know, I, I don't know much about that area, but if you could, if you could do something like that, get some water-based ethanol, you, you would probably, and had your car and your car could run on it. You know, I think you'd be good. Yeah. I, that's what I was asking because I've seen like little old news stories of like where people get cars and run on other things. It's like experiences, experiments and projects and stuff like that. Like I saw recently where this is pretty cool. You can probably look it up after we got off the podcast. A father and son with a 3D printer made a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. A working Lamborghini. Right. And it cost a fraction of a price to make a working Lamborghini than it did to buy one. It was, they think it cost them $20,000 to make it. Is that right? Yes. How about that? See, I'm thinking along the lines of like maybe like a Yukon Denali. Because it's a beast of a car. I mean, like like a Yukon Denali XL, a big boy. And, uh, you know, it's just, I used to have one. And it's just nothing but solid. It's just solid. So, like, let's say it's a zombie apocalypse. It may not necessarily be a zombie apocalypse. Let's say it's a zombie apocalypse. You could just knock zombies off the road, in theory. Yes. <clears throat> but if it's not, let's say it's a nuclear apocalypse. <clears throat> I would probably do something along the lines of um, painting the windows white or some kind of transparent color so that you, you could see out but not in. So, like, if the, um, the blast from the nuclear bomb went off, then um, I'm, I'm thinking, and I would probably have to look into this more, but the, the white on the windows would reflect off of the window so it wouldn't blind you if you were driving. I don't know. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> then again, Indiana Jones used the refrigerator to yeah. <laughs> protect the stuff from the <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know the physics of that. I don't think that works, but... <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? I've never been in a nuclear blast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I haven't been there either, but I've uh, had a... I, I've, I used to be really into that kind of stuff back in the eighties for whatever reason they would, well, it was a, a thing for a short time. Like, um, there was that movie the day after. Yes, um, I, I think I might've seen that. Movie. No, I think about might it. have, it was a, it was a big deal back in the day. And of course, you know, there's been other atomic bomb movies and stuff like that. Uh, I even have a book. Um, I think it's, um, the day after. Or something like that. One of my favorite books of all time. And it was might have been my first book. 
loved that book so much. And there was just so much information in there that um, I tried to gather. But anyway, I'm kind of rambling. No, I appreciate that. I think that's interesting that you are into that type of stuff. You would be surprised at the kind of weird, wacko stuff I get into. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at all. No, it's always good to have somebody on who thinks differently because you don't want to get in a, a feel of everybody thinks the same, have the same mindset and everything and just blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you got to think outside the box. So, for those who don't right. know, right. let them know everything that you do. All right. I am, um, of course, I'm Wolf- Wolferton, president and founder of Wolferton Productions. Um, I'm one of the longest reigning small YouTubers on the YouTube platform. Um, I've pretty much done everything I could possibly conceive of. I have made music videos. I've promoted other YouTubers. I made a full-length movie. It was not good. Um, Was it the best kind? Oh, man, it was terrible, man. And I might actually share it with you guys one of these days. (laughs) And see if y'all can make it to the end. Um, I had a I had a successful animated show called Tubers Got Talent. Um, that was the most success that I, I received on YouTube. <clears throat> um, and I had so there I was able to collaborate with some of the most talented and most I would even say most popular YouTubers of that time. And that was during oh I want to say between 2006 and maybe 2011, maybe 2010. That was the height of my YouTube career, and um, I ended up getting assuming 1,600 viewers, I mean subscriptions, and that's it. And I've been on the platform since 2005. Wow. Um, I had an animated show called Bad News, which is really about the news. I should have named it Anchors, because it's about two television anchors. One is a straight man named Gene Scott. The other girl, the other one is named Janet, who is a, she's a brunette, but she comes across as stupid, but she might be the smartest person you ever met. That's pretty interesting. Um, let's see. I have been on a local TV show called uh, Scene on 7 on a, a TV channel called WSBA TV 7. Um, I was on there with, I had a, a few clips of some, some of my videos on there. Um, it was hosted by uh, a beautiful lady. And just abs- She's absolutely a lovely person, inside and out. She's absolutely gorgeous. Her name is Kimberly Kelly. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful woman. Um, and I, I have a lot to thank for her. I have a lot, a lot to thank her for. Okay, let's, let's start in the beginning. How did you even start in YouTube? When I started up, I had um, I started a channel called Wolfie SC Wolferton, <clears throat> and um, the SC was for South Carolina. I've moved to North Carolina since then, but um, back at that time, it was just when YouTube was coming up, and um, Google hadn't purchased YouTube yet. It was still just a community based. Yeah, it was it was old school. And back then, I just—I was so into animation. I—I I edited so many different things together, like um, oh, several different Saturday morning cartoons together. 
like let's say i would edit um like um oh let's say hong kong fooey with um karate cat and a lot of people don't even know who karate cat is but it was a that was a cool that was a cool cartoon so i was i was trying to make it look like they fought um, I, I think I might have even, and I could be wrong in this, and I probably am, but I was one of the original people who made a Doomsday versus Incredible Hulk crossover with, um, let's see, the Justice League animated show. I got some clips from it. Then I got the Incredible Hulk from um, the Avengers cartoon movie they made. The first one, right? Back. The and one uh, I made like it look 2005. like... 2005. Yeah, 2005, 2006, something like yeah, that. I remember that one. So I, I edited those together and made it look like they were fighting. Um, and I was doing stuff like that. <clears throat> and um, I, was, I was a lot more success, successful on that channel than I ever was whenever I created my new one. Because I, I, I did something very stupid. I had a, a whole string of videos that were just very successful at that time. And I was like... There's another, there's something else I want to do. I'm going to delete this and start all over. And I would never get those views or subscriptions back. But back then, I didn't care if I had views or subscribers. It was just, I just wanted to entertain. That's all I really wanted to do. So then I started up my new YouTube channel, which I named um, Wolfie SC3, which is now the Wolferton Network. And uh, I discovered a animated, an animated site called Go Animate, and that's where I made Tubers Got Talent, uh, I made Bad News, um, so many other animated series. <clears throat> some were successful, some were just absolutely terrible. But um, Tubers Got Talent was um, what really put me on the map, and uh, I became YouTube partner for a while. Then. At, it was during the inception of um, the partner, the YouTube partner program, and during that time there was a thing called click bombing. And um, like an idiot, I ended up with about like three or four YouTube channels that I had to cover. And there was one I didn't pay no attention to, and that got click bombed, and I lost my partnership for the whole for all four channels. And to this day, I can't get it back, and it wasn't even my fault. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, it is what it is, but I still love creating content. So I kept on going, and I kept on making videos, and I switched up, and then I, I met a buddy of mine. His name is Michael Warbucks. Uh, and if anybody on the show is listening, um, you could follow him at Michael Warbucks. Uh, Warbucks, W-A-R-B-U-X. One of the most intelligent people I've ever met as far as YouTube and algorithms and everything. He's just so smart and um, one of the best friends I ever had in life. <clears throat> but um, he, he wanted me to, he told me I needed to start making live action videos, get away from the animation, start making live action videos. And uh, at first I wasn't really with it and it finally, finally grew on me. Now I'm making all kinds of stuff. Of course, I got a green screen like the one behind me. Um, I do a lot of green screen work. I love special effects. Um, and, and, and I have, there's so, I have so much creativity and it eats me alive because 
it gets in the way sometimes. <clears throat> so let me ask you this. Tell me. What is it like having all that creativity and that pent-up creativity that you're trying to express? Because you've been on YouTube for a long time. You, I'm quite sure you have many ideas. So what is it like having all these ideas that you're trying to get out and just get out to the world to see? Well, what I do is I, I do my best to act on them. Because if I, if I just let an idea sit, it's going to eat me alive. <clears throat> um, like, uh, okay, I, I, for a while there, I was in, I'm still kind of going through it a little bit. I was going through a let's make a scary video thing. But it's nothing so scary your children can't watch it. Because I don't use any bad language or any no sexual innuendos or anything at all like that in any of my videos. Even though some of it is kind of spooky, it's not like, oh my God, my children can't watch this. It's too scary. <sighs> so, but um, I uh, love making special effects and I love doing like ghost stuff. Anything spooky, I love making that. <clears throat> That's cool. How did you get into making special effects? How did you learn how to do that? Um, another buddy of mine, um, his name is Eric Jablonicki, and he goes by Mr. Selfish. And I just think that's the most original name. He taught me how to use, um, I bought a Sony Vegas, Sony Vegas Pro, and I got a um, Sony Vegas Studio as my editing program. And, uh, he taught me how to use Chroma Key. And, um... So I can block out anything, say green behind me. I can not, I can, you'll just see me and there will be something different in the background. Let's say I might have like a spaceship flying in the background or I could use white screen, blue screen. Doesn't really matter. Sometimes the hardest part is um, sound effects. Because I don't want to use the same sound effects everybody else uses. I want to do, I want to put myself, uh, set myself apart from a lot of people. Because uh, like Crystal was saying, there was, um, there's so, there's a lack of creativity on YouTube. And right now we have the most advanced technology as far as making videos today. We have an opportunity to make the most, the, the sickest, the most incredible videos, the most incredible shows on YouTube that um, anyone has ever seen and nobody's taken advantage of. And I want to take advantage of it. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, that's a good point because technology has come along so far now. Like you can shoot 4K with your phone. Mm hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> there's there's very little that we cannot do now. That I mean, just your average Joe can do just about anything as far as editing. <clears throat> yeah. Or with a, you know, just live action video. But then you got people, you got um, YouTubers like, let's say, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, um, Rice Gum, if he's still making videos. I mean, they... They're they're young. They're incredibly popular. They they make questionable content sometimes, 
but they have an they have an opportunity because they probably have more of a reach than say I would or or some of us smaller YouTubers, some of us smaller guys. They probably have more resources than we do to do something absolutely incredible and they don't really do much with it. They just I got to make another show so I can make a buck. It's not about trying to entertain your your viewers. It, it seems more like um, it's more of a job. And okay, I got to do this today so I can get paid. Yeah, I think that's kind of the landscape of YouTube because it's hit a point in our lifetime where, like I said, when you started YouTube, it was kind of about these little guys, these small guys trying to make cool yeah. stuff for people to watch and see it. And now it's more like almost like a business. But you yeah. have guys like PewDiePie who's built a whole empire off of oh, YouTube. Oh, he has. And, and he has done an impressive job. He's done an amazing job. No slide on PewDiePie. <clears throat> but the lack of creativity, kind of like what Crystal and you were talking about on, on y'all's podcast, um, it just the creativity just isn't there anymore. And um, that that's what concerns me because you, you can get, you can watch YouTube on your Xbox on, on regular TV and just sit I, back. I and just, yeah, I do too. I all the time. Yeah. I think the problem with YouTube right now is the same thing. I think is going to happen with podcasts. We're starting to happen with podcasts right now in terms of how, if you watch YouTube now, it's not only about, it's not about the small YouTubers anymore. It's about, these big names, the Logan Pauls, and not only that, absolutely, absolutely, it's about big companies mm -hmm. putting stuff on YouTube. Like right now, you can go to WWE YouTube and you'll see matches and stuff like that, and you'll see whole things. And you have these whole big companies that are investing a lot of money into people watching YouTube. So now YouTube is kind of like a business. Oh, absolutely, podcast is becoming the same way in terms of how. Just what two, three years ago when I started podcasting, mm -hmm. there was a few, there was a few big names out there, but there wasn't nobody like like gigantic. Like I think the biggest name at the time when I was when I started was probably like Kevin Smith. Joe Rogan right? was big. Yeah, Kevin Smith was one of the biggest podcasters. Um Adam Carolla. Joe mm -hmm. Rogan was big, but he wasn't where he's at now. Uh-huh. But now almost every celebrity you can think of has a podcast now because they see some money in it to see success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you look on YouTube now, you see, you don't see as many content creators like, like myself. You see The Daily Show. You see um, WWE Network. Um, it, so many television shows are on YouTube. And it's Drowning out the creators, the small, the small town creators, and you know we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. You know we're going to totally get drowned out. And it's, to get our voice heard, to get if we have, we might have the most incredible, the best video on YouTube, but they nobody will ever know it because nobody's ever going to be able to see it. Yeah, it's like I said, it's not like it was before when, like I said how PewDiePie kind of rose through the ranks because that was a different YouTube. Now YouTube yeah. is more like, hey, these are the, they show you who they want you to uplift and kind of bring up. 
I agree. I agree, hundred percent. It's, so, it's a whole, it's a whole different beast now. YouTube is a whole different beast than when I started up. Then me and when me and Bucks and um, Selfish started up, it was, it was fun back then. It was fun to be a content. It was fun to be a content creator back then. Today, like you said, it's a business, and that's it's just a shame. So, what motivates you to keep going? My children. Pushes you to get up. My children. I want to give them something that will. I want to give them something to watch that's worth watching. Now, granted, you know I'm not the best content creator. I don't have a. I don't have script writers. I don't have a ghost writer. You know, I don't. I don't have a, a big team working behind me. It's just me. But um, I want to give them an opportunity to see something that they have never seen before. And uh, that's what it all boils down is my children. Yeah, that's a good reason to do it, actually. That's a really good reason to do it. Well, thank you. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Where do you want to see your YouTube channel go? Like pie in the sky. What would you want to see happen to your YouTube channel? Where do I want to see my where do I want to see my YouTube channel go? In terms of growth, in terms of things that you want to do with it, in terms of how you want to see it develop. You know, that is a that's a very that's a very good question. And one that might be very difficult to answer. If I had it my way, and uh, and I'm throwing modesty totally out the window, totally out the window, and this is unlike me. <clears throat> um, I would like to see my YouTube channel. I don't want to be the most popular. I don't want to be um, the biggest thing. I want. I don't want to be the best thing since sliced bread. I want to be. I want my YouTube channel to be something that people would remember. Um, it, one day, many years from now, when I die of old age, <clears throat> I'll, I would like people to look back and say, hey, you know, you remember Wolfie? You remember he made, he made Tubers Got Talent, you know? That, and now it's really cheesy, but back then that was a cool show. Or um, what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm um, doing a show for my buddy James Gaffsey over at the Who Would Win show. I would love people to say, hey, you know, he, has some, he had a lot of creativity, you know. I, 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 I like this stuff. And I think that's all I really want. That's a really noble way to look at things in terms of how. And I always say it all the time, how you want your legacy to be when you're gone. And I always say this to people all the time, how when I'm long gone, the Delvin Cox experience should live on for my kids to be able to listen to it and see what their dad meant to people and see all the interviews their dad has put off, whether it was a year, two years, 10 years, however long I do this for. I think that's a very noble thing when you ask for, hey, 
I don't have to get rich at this. I don't have to do all this. I want to be remembered. That's that's it. That's, that's it. That's a, a, a interesting, in a good way, I think, to look at things in terms of how I think a lot of people just want to be remembered. Just want to be not forgotten. Because as long as you're remembered, you live on forever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because um, I've never really been into YouTube for the money. I, I was partner. Don't get me wrong. I was partner for a very short time. It was less than two months. But to me, being a YouTube partner, as much as I love YouTube, and I, I always will, I'll, I'll, I'll criticize it here and there. But um, I think the YouTube partner program is more about status than it is about making money. Because you don't really make any money off of um, YouTube. You, can, you, you make more off of um, um, Patreon, um, T-shirts, other stuff. You, you get a very minuscule amount for making video. You just get the notoriety of being, hey, I'm partnered with YouTube. That's that's how I feel. Yeah, I think that's what people say. People say that when it comes to YouTube, don't go in there thinking you're going to make a whole bunch of money off your videos. You make it off of everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, from day one, I've never really been about the money. It's not really about the money. It's about the people I meet. Um, I don't really want to say, okay, I have so many fans. I don't want to ever say that. <coughs> I want to say I have so many friends. I have so, I've met so many awesome people, so many good people. They're not my fans. They're my friends. Ever, if, I had, if I was getting a million views, off of every uh, off of off of every video I made, a million views off of every video. I would consider every person who watched it a friend. I would not consider them a fan, even if they said they were a fan of mine. I would consider them a friend because they took the time out of their day, no matter what they might have been doing, to watch something that I created. As good or bad as it could be, they took the time out to watch. And it, it, it really means a lot to me. Okay. I like that. So what's the proudest thing you think you've worked on so far? The thing that you're proud of, proudest of the most thus far? Whew. That's tough. That's tough, brother. Um, Doesn't have to be the most successful. Just the one that you no, like. Doesn't that's have, it. I, I'm not thinking about the most successful thing I've done, and I've done some. I've done some successful things. Um, I, I've I've done some some things that I'm proud of. Um, I used to have long hair. Um, I used to have long, long hair. I grew it out really long. My my grandmother, my grandmother, my mother passed away from bone cancer, and um, so she went through all the radiation and all that, and uh, she. She lost her hair. So I grew my hair out long and I shaved it off and gave it all to it wasn't locks for love, is a it was a it was similar called um Pantene Beautiful Links. And um that's something I'm very proud of. But I think as far as my, some of my projects, one of the probably the most the one video that I'm the most proud of 
is a episode of Bad News with the. It was animated with Gene Scott and um, Janet, the the anchors from that TV show that I had. Um, well, it wasn't a TV show, but anyway, um, it was a Christmas episode, and um, for the longest time, I, I they were just you know they were just funny, you know. But in this one, you know, things got a little more serious and a little more real. Because um, Janet was going to go to this Christmas party. And she's wanting Gene to go with her. And uh, Gene's like, look, I can't go. It's Christmas Eve. There's something I have to do. And so he, he walks off in the snow and into the, um, into the, over to a subway. And uh, she catches up with him. And she's like, where are you going? And he's like, look, I can't talk to you. I don't want nothing to do with you right now. This is not about you. This is about me. And I need, there's something I need to take care of on my own. And um, she eventually comes along with me. He, he eventually invites her along. And um, come to find out that um, Gene had a son. He, it was an adopted son. And, um, of course, you know, his name is Gene Scott. I named um, his son great so he's his name is great scott it was kind of a a, a nod to superman great scott um <laughs> so um but um that you remnant he reminisces and he tells janet what ha what happened to great uh one time it was it was christmas eve about two years ago or something like that i forgot how what date it was but it was on christmas eve and um somebody came up to up to Gene and tried to take his money and um, pulled the gun out and um, Great went over and got in the way and he shot Great and killed Great. Wow. <laughs> and so um, Gene kept walking on and they walked into a graveyard and um, he's like, okay. And Janet had no idea this was, yeah, he was dead. And um, Gene um, goes over to the grave, goes over to this gravesite. He's like, "Okay, Janet, I'd like you to meet my son, Great." And he's in, a, and you see the grave, and um, it was it was really touching and uh, moving from from my point of view. <clears throat> and uh, of course, they ended up. You know, it was a happy. There was a happy ending. He did go to the party, but uh, that was that was my most proud. Um, proudest video that I've made. How did you come up with such a deep, powerful story? It sometimes the story just takes a hold of you. You start off with one thing and it ends up being something totally different. Because I was just planning on him going, to, you know, going to a party and that's it. And then it just kind of evolved <laughs> into that. It really took a life of its own. I think that's a good one. One, that's a good way to end this episode. Two, that's a good one. I think people should check out that episode of it. So let people know I'll where to find that at. You can find it over on the Wolverton Network. It is a, a bad, I believe it was a Bad News Christmas. It's about 20, 25 minutes long, uh, totally animated. I'll make sure I drop that link into the show notes when this episode comes out. 
Ah, it's out. It's been out for a couple of years. I'll, I'll drop. I'll drop it in the show notes. When, when that when this episode drops, I'll make sure I put that episode in the show notes. So people oh, can thanks, it, man. Find it thanks, right there because I think that's a dope idea, and I think that's a um, touching story. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was, it was um, like I said, it, it evolved into something more than I thought it was going to be, and uh, I'm. That that might be the most, as far as Christmas. I'm sorry, videos that I've made. That was that's the one I'm I'm probably the most proud of. I think that's one to be proud of, to say the least. Unfortunately, before too long, probably Friday, I'm gonna post the bad news Halloween special because Halloween's coming up. And yeah, if anybody watches it, you know, I'm sorry ahead of time. It's pretty bad. that's awesome man well let them know where to find your stuff brother what's that let them know where to find all your stuff at you can find my youtube channel at on youtube both both of my youtube channels um the wolferton network and you can also find me on youtube at off center cinema and of course you can find me on twitter at tubers got tweets there you go. That's all of it right there, isn't it? I think so. All right, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. You've been awesome. Oh, you're the best, man. You're the best, Dell. <laughs> and I am just amazed at how much, how similar we look. We're just absolutely got to be twins. Yes, I agree. <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely, man. This has been great, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I definitely got to have you back on, brother. Absolutely, anytime. Awesome. As always, Devil Cox Experience, we are out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Devil Cox Experience. If you'd like more content, you can go on patreon.com slash the Devil Cox Experience. There, you'll find bonus podcasts and a lot more content. Also, shout out to Patreon producer, Ben Goodwin, a.k.a. UK Ghostwriter. If you want to check him out, go on Twitter at ghostwriter underscore UK. Thank you. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.